Yeah. Yes, it's Smackdown Live. Podcast from the shadows, Christmas Day. Yeah, I know the rest, man. I'm all at y'all, though. Merry Christmas. We got Truthy closing Carmelfa. Alright. I had a bit of eggnog. I just woke up good. Very nice. And you know, on our way back to the North Pole, we had to stop at SmackDown as a present to ourselves. Not to mention, the reindeers were getting tired. Y'all know the reindeers, right? Dasher and Dancer, Jermaine and Tito, Little Michael <laughs> and Randy. This is so golden. Oh my goodness. Really? Carol break? Pardon the noise. <laughs> that is not. Oh man, now the WWE champion, the new Dan Bryan, is coming to uh, uh, ruin the Christmas festivities. Great. So, Daniel Bryan comes out to ruin Christmas. Everyone in the crowd was enjoying themselves, and he came out to preach to everyone in the crowd about uh, the uh, icebergs melting and the coral reef being destroyed because of how much they want what they get each and every year for Christmas. So, uh, he uh, goes, well, R-Truth eventually interjects and says that since he's number 30 in the Rumble, he could more than likely uh, beat Daniel Bryan for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. But Daniel Bryan retorts and says, how could he possibly do that? And he can't even count to 30. It's funny because our truth began to count to 30 and by the time we got to 7 we were graced with a dance break. But in a act of heel-like cowardice, the World Heavyweight Champion attacks Truthy Close from behind and, you know, just delivers an all-out assault on him. Throws his knee into the, uh, the post and then eventually locks in the heel hook. This is what is essentially expected from a heel champion in Daniel Bryan, and I mean, this is this is what he wants to do, and this is how he's using this platform. I don't agree with it, and though I respect him as an in-ring competitor, I know that there's a lot of what he wants to say all over that microphone, so I'm just eh, on it, but we'll continue to see how his uh, character develops as World Heavyweight Champion. Beyond that, we have our next match coming up, our first match of the evening, which is going to be uh, Andrade Cien Almas taking on the newest SmackDown acquisition, Mustafa Ali, which is going to be definitely an enjoyable match. 
Alright, so these two are going at it. Uh, we saw interference spot or attempted from Zelina Vega. Uh, it gave Almas the opening to flip Ali over the top ropes. The rest of the match was crazy. You saw Welch starting to form on Mustafa Ali's chest from some of the hard chops. It was a lot of uh, really, really cool spots. I uh, saw so a double stomp from the top ropes and toward the end of sequence of the match we saw a running knee miss after uh well yeah almost went for the running knees but he missed because uh ali was able to get out the way it was all oh, it was an even better spot i would almost call it the spot of the match where ali went for a sunset flip power bomb but almost was able to hit a backflip to reverse out of it and then go for the knees but hitting those knees was the, the big downfall because once he missed Ali was able to get back in the ring and hit him with what's called a satellite DDT and then uh, left him enough room to go up for the 054 and get the 1-2-3 victory so congratulations to Ali that's two wins in a row one time but now he's won uh, he's won against both people that won in, in the tag team match with him and AJ Styles last week but now we've got the Usos coming out next so let's see uh how these guys are going to respond to that a giant tag team situation from last week so it's going to be an eight-man tag between the usos and the good brothers gallows and anderson taking on i believe uh insanity and the bar so it's going to be uh two members of sanity and the bar so it's going to be a real cool eight-man tag can't wait to see how it uh, turns out so it didn't take long for chaos to ensue in the ring things broke down rather quickly after we saw alexander wolf taking a lot of advantage of uh one of the usos eventually these guys on the heel side of things were able to get a couple of fresh tags in and um this even got cesaro when he was jumping in between uh uso in his corner so there was a lot of uh, strategy shown from the heel side. Ultimately, the faces were able to take it after a complete super kick party from the Usos. We saw Sheamus try to get a bro kick and save things, but he ate a super kick of his own. So ultimately that led to the uh, magic killer to Cesaro. And that was the one, two, three pinfall actually from uh, Carl Anderson so these guys pick up a much needed win after not being seen on Smackdown Live or before last week since August so shouts to the tag team division we see them stepping up it's gonna it's gonna be a fair road ahead of all of them but I'm definitely optimistic to see what the future holds for the Smackdown Live tag team division along with Raw but you know this is the night of Smackdown alright so we cut to backstage after the NXT call-ups promo then we got Mustafa Ali you know walking and he's greeted with D. Brian Kendrick Akira Tozawa Cedric Alexander you know these guys are all a part of the 205 live roster and you know they were congratulating you know their former roster mate on his his uh, ascension to the Smackdown live main roster which is you know highly respectable and then he's met with the Shelton Benjamin uh, wanted to be the first one to welcome him to SmackDown Live and 
you know, he put his hand out for a handshake, gave him the handshake, and then um, from out of nowhere behind came the new Daniel Bryan, blindsiding him yet again, attacking him. Everyone breaks him off, and then after a little bit of calming down and simmering, Bryan comes back with another kick directly to the head. <sighs> then he goes, when he's getting pulled away, he screams, you don't deserve to be here. In storyline, it looks like an upset heel that is very salty about being pinned by the upstart in the roster or on the roster. And, hey, more power to him. I can't, you know, knock him for being angry about it. And, you know, DB was able to prove that he can beat him one-on-one. So to still be upset about, you know, things that happened in the transpired, excuse me, that transpired in a, a tag team match. Uh, hey. We can't knock him. It's just that it was. I thought it was pretty entertaining to see him still uh, angry about everything. But hey, let's see how Mustafa Ali responds to Daniel Bryan uh, in his attack after what, what, going toward the new year or well, in the new year because I believe next week is New Year's Day. That's when SmackDown Live is happening. So um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how Mustafa Ali is able to respond to this. Miz TV featuring Shane O'Mac. No, I, sh- I shouldn't say it. No, never mind. Don't, don't worry about it. Sh- I shouldn't say it. What's on your mind, Miz? You know what? New WWE, I'll listen to the audience. I'll listen to you. I'll say it. With the big bands running the show now, there are four members, which give you a little bit of free time to explore your other talents like joining your co-bestie in becoming the best tag team in the world. world. <laughs> Look, she's with it. <laughs> we are. But in the film biz, we say one for them and one for me. Last week, I was successful in my tag match against R-Truth and Carmella, the Mixed Match Challenge champions, by the way, with Mandy Rose, a partner I've never teamed with before. I proved that I can tag with anybody and be successful. So, what do you say? I say you were successful. (laughs) Good answer. And what? All right, fine. All right, let's be real. You've been asking why I've been begging to be your partner. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying the reason why is because I'm sucking up or I want special treatment. But that is not the case. This isn't about me. This is about... Take time, Miz. This is about my dad. Oh? All right? I have been in WWE over a decade. I'm a Grand Slam champion. I'm an eight-time Intercontinental champion, a six-time tag team champion, two-time United States champion, a WWE champion, Mr. Money in the Bank, two-time Slammy Award winner, actor, reality star, and I have never, never heard my dad say that he's proud of me. Wow. Even when I main evented WrestleMania retaining the WWE Championship against John Cena, the only thing that I remember after that match is my dad saying, well, you should thank The Rock for helping you. Man. 
everything I do, every accomplishment I make, whether it's in this ring or in life, I look at it and I go, will this be enough? Is this enough for him? And the answer is always the same, no. Until the best in the world tournament. My dad goes to me, he goes, wow, that Shane McMahon, he is something else. And in my mind, I was like, wait a second, Dad. My dad usually likes, like, the aerial guys, like the Rey Mysterios, Kofi Kingston. He loves the 205 Live guys. But you, you, you don't fit the mold. So I was like, Dad, I don't get it. He goes, what do you mean you don't get it? This guy is a man without fear. He will jump from coast to coast. He will leap off a hell in a cell. He fights for what he believes in, Mike. you imagine, just imagine, if you and him tag, you'd be the best tag in the world. Now that, that is something to be proud of. Very strong and argument. The first time in my life I thought I broke through to my dad. I was like, wow, this is incredible. So I knew what I had to do. I had to set out to make us a tag team because we would be a damn good tag team. If you would just give us a... You know, I don't even know why I'm saying this. I, I know you have more important things to do. It's, it's so stupid. Uh, you know, I'm sorry I brought you into this, but you did say that the new WWE is about putting opportunities in the hands of the WWE universe. Oh, my goodness. So I say the decision isn't ours to make. The decision oh is God. theirs tonight. This is not good. Oh boy. So she's excited about her toys. Oh man. How about it? Is the WWE Universe going to go through with this? Did we get yes chance? Man. Somebody talk to Vince. What's gonna happen, Shane? You better not screw me. There's gonna be major consequences. Wow. Well, let's try this. Wow. Wow. The Miz and Shane McMahon, co-besties, the best tag team in the world. Merry Christmas. Wow. 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 I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked. And by the way, Byron Saxon is back on commentary. So shouts to them. Well, shouts to him. Thank thank you for getting well, man. So we got Samoa Joe taking on Jeff Hardy next up. We know Samoa Joe's been bothering Jeff Hardy for the past couple of weeks over his uh you know past afflictions and such like that and you know jeff hardy finally was able to respond to that last week 
It's funny because um, it's going to be interesting to see how Joe responds to it, but I want to see uh, if uh, Samoa Joe is able to back up all of his feelings toward Jeff Hardy in the ring. So it's going to be a very entertaining matchup, uh, that's for certain. So Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe are going at it. They have a very fair match. It was a back and forth. Uh, Jeff Hardy had a lot of the momentum in the early going. Samoa Joe used uh, a lot of his power and deceptive speed to uh, get the better of Jeff Hardy after a while. But the uh, ending part of the match, which was very key to the story, was Jeff Hardy. Uh, through, well, he got Joe out of... No, no, no. Pardon me. Jeff Hardy was going for a swanton bomb. Joe was able to roll out of the ring, but Jeff Hardy got down and went to the apron and just landed a flying clothesline off of the apron on the Samoa Joe and began to knee him and kick him and just knee him until the referee had to call the match. So Jeff Hardy loses by disqualification, but he was uh, obviously upset after all of the weeks of Samoa Joe attempting to get into his head. So he, uh, Jeff Hardy signals the commentary team to get out of the way and he proceeds to toss Joe over the commentary table. And a part of the problem was uh, Jeff Hardy going to the top. He should have stayed on top of Joe because we all know that the Samoan submission specialist is uh, no slouch, whether in or out of the ring. So when Jeff Hardy went to the top to uh, pander to the crowd, Joe was able to pull him down and lock in the coquina clutch. It was uh, unfortunate for Jeff Hardy this week, but I actually sense that these guys might be able to take this little rivalry to the Rumble. Maybe, maybe not. I've already said it before, Joe would be quite the cushion to land on, but all in all, these guys, are, their rivalry continues. Uh, this week on Christmas, Joe has the upper hand. We're going to see what happens next week. Uh, either way, we move backstage after that uh, crazy match between those two, and we were greeted with the United States champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. <clears throat> He's been champion for well over 100 days, I would even just say maybe 150 days at this point, and he uh, sharing with the WWE Universe that the Total Diva Rusev, which is disrespectful, uh, requested gold for Christmas, but all he's going to get is a knee to the face. So, we're going to find out tonight, actually coming up next, who is going to be able to take home the... United States Championship, very coveted, is going to be Shinsuke Nakamura versus Handsome Rusev on Rusev Day, on Christmas, and in our main event. Usos backstage. Uh. <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness. You missing. Oh, no, no, no. Now look now. Look at that good man there. Oh. Alright, so Uso is um, walking backstage with his twin brother. And you know, you guys heard it. What happened was 
they were going, to, you know, they split up, said he's going to go find his wife, uh, Naomi. And when he turned to go, I guess, into somewhere near, near the locker room area for the women, it was quite entertaining because then we get Mona, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville standing underneath the mistletoe and he's like, you know what this means. And he's like, nah, I don't know what that means at all. And out of nowhere comes Naomi. And she's ready to rip these women apart, throws a shoe and everything. But he breaks it all up and uh, reassures her that she has absolutely nothing to worry about. How sweet on Christmas underneath the mistletoe they shared a kiss. But now, as you guys have already heard right now on Rusev Day, we've got Rusev coming out, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. So Nakamura's held the United States Championship for 163 days. And he's going at it with Rusev tonight for the United States Championship. And um, it's it's been a very cool run for Nakamura. Again, he's been uh, getting at Rusev, just calling him a total diva. And I know we haven't really seen Rusev do, excuse me, we haven't seen Nakamura do much with the United States Championship since winning it back at Extreme Rules against Jeff Hardy. But in this match, we're seeing a lot of what Nakamura is uh, capable of. We've already known he's the king of strong style. We know he uh, hits really hard. He kicks really, really hard. He's been able to uh, get Rusev on the ropes a lot. And uh, it's, it's seeming that his uh, agility has been getting the best of Rusev, uh, so to speak, for a fairer part of the match. We're not done with it yet. But... Even before the commercial break, we saw Rusev uh, trying to go for a vertical suplex from the apron to the to outside, right in front of the commentary desk. But it's uh, it was reversed by Nakamura. Once he lifted him up, Nakamura was able to get a strong knee strike in, and then he was able to uh, deliver a flying kick after running to the other side. You know, bouncing off the ropes on the other side of the ring, but um, all in all, through the match so far, the crowd has been fairly split, they they know that these guys are uh, very, very popular, these are uh, sleeping favorites, in mean, my opinion, since we're listening to the WWE Universe that much more so in this newer era where, we've, where we're shaking things up, uh, we know that these guys are definitely uh, high-level superstars and very, very talented, so... Uh, back from the break, we're still seeing knee strikes and we're seeing Nakamura uh, kick at Rusev's neck a lot. So we're going to see how this match ends up. I don't have a pony in the race. I know a lot of it has been spoiled online, but I'm I'm actually uh, hoping to see uh, see something new. So let's see what happens by the end of the match. After long, long last, Rusev is the champion again. Lana is going crazy. The people eventually began to scream Rusev today. You couldn't even hear Nakamura chants anymore. All because Rusev was able to get the win. This closing sequence. He went for King shots and missed. Got a kick in the face instead, but eventually went for uh, 
Went for it too many times. He went for it one last time, and uh, Rusev was able to hit a huge clothesline. And then landing a Machka kick for the second time was able to keep Shinsuke Nakamura down. Rusev Day chance of filling the Fresno Arena. The people are going crazy. It's a happy birthday, Rusev. It is well-deserved. I actually look forward to seeing what this most recent United States Championship reign actually brings to us in the WWE Universe. But whoa, whoa, we cut to the back and we see the face that runs the place, AJ Styles. Who wants to see? Oh, and he's talking to Vince. What's his name? AJ Styles. The phenomenal. The phenomenal one. Two-time WWE champ. Smacked out loud. The house that AJ Styles built. I was thinking about that. Um, if this is the house AJ Styles built, why are you competing in your own house tonight? Why is Daniel Bryan competing in your house tonight? Why is he raising a holy hell and you're back here walking up and down the hallway? I don't quite get that scene. He's the new Daniel Bryan. I want to know the real AJ Styles. I've seen these superstars come and go. They come in here, they win their championships, they earn their money, and then they become complacent and they just go home. terrorize anyone who stepped in front of you in that squared circle. That's what'll happen. I know. There's an animal in there. That animal is begging to get out. That animal. That animal is eating you alive. You want it to come out. I want to see it. I want to see that animal. Oh, yeah. I want to see it, AJ. Job well done, Vince. That's a tough SOB to 
Styles punched Mr. McMahon in the face. But it was all, all the, all planned by the master manipulator himself. That was very powerful as an ending to SmackDown Live, and I can't speak any better than Vince himself. Y'all heard what he said, and y'all see how he made him feel. So with all of that being said and shared, with all of the background noise and such like that, this is Blake. This has been the podcast from the Shadows, uh, the holiday edition, somewhat. Uh, giving you Raw SmackDown tomorrow or Wednesday. Actually, we might even probably be able to do a live one tomorrow for 205. That'll be fun. But that uh, that segment, if it didn't touch you, then uh, you're watching the product wrong. Shouts to Royal Club Wrestling. Shouts to my man Tom. Shouts to EPW. Shouts to AfterBuzz TV. Shouts to Sasha Banks and every other superstar that uh, enjoys listening to the podcast. Ensure that you uh, tell your friends to download the Anchor app and uh, come on through and listen. If you so feel it, drop an applause. And uh, again, be sure to share this because uh, I think people need to hear it in this new era of WWE that we're in. I will talk to you guys eventually if I, uh, well, actually, I'm going to hear, I'm going to see you guys anyway. But happy holidays to you and yours. I'm going to go ahead and get some more eggnog.